Oh, gee, let's see. We are all out of pig and cow and chicken. Hmm, I, I wonder what else there is to eat out there. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes, they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Welcome to November. Now, I, I know technically we're already a few weeks in. Uh, I didn't have an episode last week due to a family matter that came up, but I am back this week. And if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, uh, make sure you tap that little plus button up in the corner of the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to get notified of every single episode right when it launches. And don't forget, you can also follow me on Instagram by just searching my name, Joey Massio, or my company, Firmly Founded. And now, episode 55, Axing Anxiety. Hey, Ezekiel. Hey, hey, Obadiah. I'm hungry. Yeah, you know what I've been thinking? I, I've been thinking we could eat that thing over there. Dapper? What even is that? Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm calling it a turkey. Why? I, I don't know. A funny-looking thing deserves, you know, a, a funny-sounding name, you know? You really want to eat that? That's, that's ugly. No offense to the tricky. No, tur- turkey. Yeah, it's like a peacock and a chicken and a baby with, with something ugly. Oh, dude, that, that's a little harsh. But, I mean, it's accurate, but harsh. It's mean-looking. I don't even like the way it's looking at me, man. Yeah, it's like it's staring into your soul. Yeah, knows we're talking about eating it. Whoa. Oh, it makes a horrible noise, man. Oh, that's that's frightening. Yeah, we gotta stop that. Well, so let's eat it. Like I've been saying. All right, well then how do we even do that? Oh, I, I haven't the foggiest. Oh what do we start with that red dangly thing on its neck or something? Oh, I, I, I would imagine that we skip that part. Yeah, the feet look like it might be tasty, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like a little crunchy, but tasty. Oh, I mean, we, we probably need to catch it first. Okay. Come here, little guy. Here, come here. Woo. I'm going to get you. Come here, turkey. Come on, turkeys. Come here, tricky. Turkey. They call you tricky for a reason, don't they? Come here. You go around. I, I, You're my way. Okay, I got where, him. Where, where, oh, I got his leg. Okay. Uh, uh, he's fast, man. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I got him. I got him. I got him. All right. Okay. All right. We got him. Now what? Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Let, let's start with one of the feathers. Here, try it. Okay. <coughs> Not good. Yeah, good. I, I, did, I didn't think it would be. Then why'd you have me eat it, man? I I just wanted to be sure, but I, I didn't want to try it. <sighs> we probably have to remove those, man. Oh, like all of them? I think so, man. Oh, there, there's a lot. Yeah, sorry to say it, but I think it might be easier, you know, if he was dead. Oh, shoot. You're, you're probably right, you know? Yeah. So should we, like, wait for him to, like, get sick or something? Or, like, oh, because... Or maybe there's like a dead one lying around or somewhere. 
I mean, I mean, maybe, but like, we're hungry now. Well, I have like an axe or something over there. Would that help? Oh, you know what? I, I see that working. Okay, here, take my axe. No, uh, no, no, man. You you do it. No, I don't want it. This was your idea, man. Oh, fine. Okay, all right. So, uh, wh- what do I do with it? Uh, chop up his head, man. Whoa! How? Where did you come up with that? You're sick. You know, you're really sick. They just come to me. Oh, okay, okay. Here I go. All right. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay. So, like, how high are you going to count, man? I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, man. He's still looking at me all mean-like and everything. Well, I'm, I'm kind of nervous to go to sleep now with him around. I think he knows where I, where I live. Oh, you got to let him go, man. Okay, bye, bye, turkey. Yeah, I'm still hungry, man. Well, you know what? There's this plant over here that I think we could eat. It looks weird, man. What is it? Uh, I call it a, a cactus. Today's episode, we are talking about anxiety. Now, anxiety is one of the, of the things I coach on very, very often, and it comes up a lot. Some people come to me just to get coached on their anxiety. Most people are afraid of it, or they really, really, really don't like it. It just doesn't seem appealing, kind of like a turkey. If you've ever seen one of those things in person, you had to have thought, who in the world first thought to eat it? They're ugly, they're loud, they're obnoxious. Some people are even afraid of them. It's similar to anxiety in a lot of ways. So in this episode, I'm going to liken dealing with anxiety to eating a turkey. And there's four parts to it. Cut it, gut it, dress it, eat it. Now, This this is a fun metaphor. I really enjoyed creating this. Uh, So stick with me here. So first off, it comes to cutting the head off. Now, I know it's gruesome. And I know whether like if you're a vegetarian out there, you don't like uh, animal cruelty or things like that. Sorry, but but bear with me. When you get a turkey ready to eat, you got to cut off its head. It's it's that this really happens with almost any animal. Um, But you cut off its head is one of the first uh, steps in the process of getting a turkey ready. Now, when it comes to cutting the head off of your anxiety, it's stopping it at the source. And the source of all anxiety are your thoughts. The thoughts that we have, they are literally the source of every feeling we have. Sometimes when I coach somebody, they say, you know what? I'm just an anxious person. I just have anxiety. It was a bad day or it was a good day. Almost as if uh, anxiety just happens to them for no reason. Now, some people may feel like that's totally the case. And I know there's probably even some uh, psychiatrists or other coaches out there or whoever that might go, yeah, like sometimes it, it just happens to you. But I find that viewing anxiety that way is not helpful because it just really takes it out of our control. Instead, what if there is always a thought or a story or a worldview that you have that is actually the cause 
of your anxiety, even on some level, right? Like that is where it's coming from. And maybe so deep that you're not aware of it or just very subconscious, but you're not aware of it. And, and think about it. The reason why a turkey dies when he cut off its head is because in their tiny little head is a tiny little brain. And that tiny little brain is running that huge body. The same is true with our thoughts. Sometimes even the tiniest little thought about ourselves, about the future, about other people, about the world is running our big emotion, right? Is causing the huge emotion of anxiety. Sometimes these thoughts are, well, if I talk in public, people will judge me or they'll think I'm weird or I am just a weird person. I shouldn't be. Uh, people like me, we don't fit in. I, I am someone with anxiety even could be some a thought that is causing you anxiety. So the very first step to dealing with anxiety is to cut off the head by identifying what thought you are thinking that is giving you your anxiety. And if it's not giving it to you, it's definitely carrying it down the field. All right. So that's step number one, cutting the head off. Step number two, gutting it. Now, when, when you're getting a turkey ready, you got to go inside and you got to pull out all the, like, the innards, you know, like the, the liver and the, the heart and the gizzards and whatever else is in there. I'm not a, a biologist. I don't know. But a bunch of stuff is in there and you get it out because you're not going to eat it. It's not useful. Right? It's, it's unnecessary. I want you to do the same thing when it comes to your anxiety. When it comes to gutting your anxiety, identify all the thoughts and stories that you're having that are just not necessary. There are certain parts of your anxiety that might be necessary. You know, like, oh my goodness, like what if I get hit by a car? I should probably be safe. Those parts of our stories and the way we think are actually very helpful for us. But sometimes we're just walking around with views of things that are unnecessary. For example, my family went on a cruise and my mom had anxiety the whole time because she was worried that my dad, who can't swim, would fall overboard. She said it really caused great anxiety and she was worried about it. Now, is my dad falling overboard a possibility? Yeah, like he could totally stumble and trip and fall overboard. But what is the likelihood of that happening? Like how many people fall overboard on cruises? It's the chances are very, very slim that that's actually going to happen. Plus, being worried about it isn't going to make it less likely to happen at all. Like, I mean, maybe my dad goes, fine, I won't ever get close, you know, within six feet of the uh, outer railing or something. But for the most part, it's just going to cause a lot of anxiety for my mom. Uh, we went on the cruise, she had her anxiety, my dad didn't fall overboard, we all had a good time in the end. And that was part of her story that was just unnecessary, just like the innards of a turkey. These are things like hyperbole or really big exaggerations that we have in our head about things, about people. I am going to fail miserably at this presentation. Everybody's going to laugh at me or all this. Like, those are hyperbole and it's not really useful. Worst case scenario um, is another example of a type of thought we just don't need. 
uh, worst case scenario, like somebody falling overboard on a cruise or uh, getting hit by a car or a meteor hitting the earth. You know, um, these are worst case scenarios. And while it's good to be aware of those things to a point to allow us to, you know, not go look over the edge of a cruise ship or something, for the most part, they're not helping us and they're making our anxiety worse. All the stuff that has never happened before and is a really slim possibility. Those are like worst case scenarios. So when you're dealing with your anxiety, be aware of hyperbole or exaggeration, worst case scenario, or thinking that isn't really necessary for you to be thinking. And then gut it, remove it. The next step is dressing it. Now, when you get a turkey ready, you dress it. You know, you like prepare it, you stuff it with things, you put seasonings on it, uh, flavor and whatnot, depending what you do. My family, we like to uh, deep fry the turkey and it's delicious. I totally recommend deep frying a turkey. Um, but we we get it ready. We put all the good stuff on it. Turkey by itself, guys, we all can admit it's not that good by itself. Right? But if you prepare it a certain way or dress it a certain way, it, it can be quite enjoyable. When it comes to your anxiety, Realize that most of the time, our brains are just focusing on creating negative stories. Our brain is just writing uh, negative scenarios, things that we don't need, like we just talked about. And we barely spend any time actually talking about joyful stories, creating happy narratives about what's going to happen. What if you give the uh, presentation and it turns out very well and it goes great? And you win an award and people high five you and somebody comes up and says, oh my goodness, like I didn't realize you were such a good speaker. That stuff is just as likely to happen. And especially it's more likely to happen if you spend time thinking that that could happen. When I coach people on this, I call it balancing your brain. Our brain spends an unfair amount of time in the negative narrative. I challenge you to spend just as much time writing positive narrative. So if your brain goes into full detail for five minutes on how auditioning for the play is going to be absolutely horrible, I want you to spend five minutes with just as much detail creating a very positive and powerful uh, story about that same scenario. So balance your brain by spending time creating helpful and pleasant stories. That's dressing up your anxiety. The anxiety can still be there. I'm always nervous before I audition for something or you know go on somebody's podcast. I'm still nervous or have some anxiety, but I need to spend just as much time dressing it up, making it more pleasant, easier to swallow, uh, going back to a, a turkey. And that is what helps me get through it. Now, talking about swallowing, the last one, eating it. Now, we eat turkey. Again, it's not the most enjoyable or tasty meat, but sometimes we got to eat it because it's served to us. Just like anxiety. Sometimes anxiety is just served to us. It's something that happens in life because we have things that we want to do. Give presentations, go talk to somebody, just walking around other people sometimes. That's kind of part of life and anxiety is going to be around. When it comes to eating your anxiety, it's allowing it to happen. Now, I talk about this a lot, but I really want to focus on this with anxiety specifically. Let it be a part of you. I was coaching somebody this week, 
And she was like, that sounds horrible. Like, I am not comfortable with feeling uncomfortable because really that's what anxiety is, is just is discomfort. And I said, yeah, you're not comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Do you know what you are? You are uncomfortable feeling uncomfortable, which sounds twice as bad, like even worse. And if there is a progression of things, then being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable is on one side of the spectrum. The next step in progression is feeling comfortable with being uncomfortable. And your brain goes, well, then I'll just be uncomfortable forever. And I don't like that. So I want to go back to being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And I say, nay, nay, my friends. It actually allows you to move to the next step, which is being uncomfortable with feeling comfortable, which means you're about to do something that typically you would have anxiety for. And you're like, I kind of don't have anxiety. Wait a minute. This is weird. I'm uncomfortable with this. Why don't I have anxiety about this? And you start having a little bit of anxiety about not having anxiety. But that leads you to the final step which is being comfortable with being comfortable. Having anxiety is a part of everybody. Everybody has it. You are not different from anybody else when it comes to this. Believe that story. It's true. Everybody I coach who has anxiety thinks that they're different from everybody else or they're a unicorn in this area. Everybody has anxiety. Lots of people have anxiety just as bad as you do. Now, once you do the first three steps, you cut the head off, you gut it, you dress your anxiety, it's been handled and neatly packaged for consumption, right? It's ready to go. It's been cooked. It's good to go. And you're ready to just allow it to be a part of you. You don't have to avoid it, resist it. By following these steps, that's how you can manage having anxiety. Because eating a turkey without doing these things is pretty near impossible. Running after it, trying to eat it, eating the feathers, whatever. It's, it's pretty near impossible. I don't recommend it whatsoever. But taking these steps helps make eating a turkey not just possible, but enjoyable. Just like taking these steps can make having anxiety more manageable for you. Are you a teen who wants more help with your anxiety? then you need to join the Firmly Founded Teen. It's the only coaching membership of its kind made just for teens with multiple teen life coaches at your fingertips, weekly events, monthly prizes, and one-on-one coaching. We talk about all kinds of things that teens deal with, from anxiety to socializing tips to how to stop procrastinating and how to build better relationships. The first 30 days are free to try out. So go to firmlyfounded.com slash teen to learn more.